Before this next story, I would like to thank my three new patrons, Heavily Sedated, Precious Franklin, and Dag. If you'd like to support the podcast, head over to my Patreon page, where you will receive new exclusive scary stories every week for just $5 a month. Go to patreon.com slash drnosleep. The link is in the description below. And now time for the story. Please stay away from the deep web. I had always been aware of the deep web. You hear the craziest, most messed up stories from people who have the courage to explore it. Websites that involve human experimentation, hiring a hitman, and even watching people through their own security cameras. It's screwed up. But honestly, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't just slightly interested. Now, just to point out, there was no malicious intent behind my exploration of the deep web. I was just curious to see if it really was as bad as people said it was. The first thing I stumbled upon was a website extremely centered around death, which gave me a really uneasy feeling. So I didn't hang around that webpage very long. It takes quite a bit to freak me out. So it's safe to say I was a little surprised that I couldn't even stomach the first website I clicked on. But hey, it's not supposed to be all unicorns and rainbows, right? Next. I clicked a website that was dedicated to watching people through security cameras. Most of the screens showed empty living rooms and patios. Some of them showed oddly filled rooms, like rooms that were packed with stuffed animals, and another that was eerily decorated with Christmas lights and fake Santa Claus statues. Another screen showed a young woman doing yoga. That one had a lot of views. I didn't watch that one very long. Something inside me felt ill and just wrong. Like what I was doing was sickening. I shook my head, blinking away any more curiosity before I hovered my mouse over the tiny X to close the window. Right before I pressed the mouse, I saw a blue link under a black screen that said, proceed with caution. I bit down on my back teeth, yelling internally to leave the page. Don't click the link, it's not worth it. It could be murder. Would that make me an accomplice? What if it was someone skinning an animal or some weird thing like that? But then again, what if it wasn't? I don't know what the hell propelled me to move my mouse away from the window, hovering it over the link instead, but that's where I ended up. My curiosity always got the best of me, and no matter how twisted my stomach felt or how strong the feeling of dread was that lingered right over my head, I had to know. I really just had to know what the link led to, or I would go crazy until I finally figured it out. So I pressed my mouse down and watched the link turn purple felt my mouth go dry, and watched as the screen slowly loaded. The page was just a large screen, like the security camera page, only it was just one. The room was concrete, it was dark. There must have been a night vision camera or something, because everything had a weird blue-green tinge, but you could tell there was little to no light. There was a dark liquid on the floor in a medium-sized puddle. I told myself it was gasoline, don't ask me why. Movement in the far right of the screen caught my attention, and I immediately perked in my desk chair, inching my face closer to the screen of my laptop. It looked like an arm, like someone's forearm. They were standing there, not really moving, but subtly swaying, just enough to not look completely still. Hey, I said, before shaking my head and slapping my mouth shut. Then the person walked. They walked over towards the left of the screen. I felt my stomach knot, felt my throat tingle and tighten. My mouth was open and my eyes were wide. My face tensed up into an expression of pure disgust. It was a young woman. She looked like she couldn't be older than 25 or so. 
Her long, dark, and dirty hair was in tangles, like she'd been pulling at it. Her leg was dragging, and her other skinny leg was doing most of the work as she limped weakly. Her head was down, looking at the floor, and the sound of her dragging her foot across the concrete echoed in my silent room. I didn't think it could get any worse. I was so, so wrong. Suddenly, the woman raised her head, and it looked like it weighed a ton on her tiny body. I hadn't noticed it before, only able to barely make out her side profile, but now it was clear as day. She looked around, eyes watering with tears and black makeup streaming down her face. Small strands of bloody thread were intertwined in her lips, messily tied, locking them together. Dark blood stained her chin, probably from where she tried desperately to open her mouth, to scream, before realizing she couldn't. Her dainty fingers were stained as well, the same color as the puddle on the concrete. My whole body felt weak, my stomach was sick. I tried to tell myself it was fake, that it was all a big hoax. My eyes scanned to the bottom left of the screen. 5,623 people were watching. Unable to fight it any longer, I ran straight into the bathroom, puking my insides into the toilet bowl. Everything in me felt disgusting, wrong, twisted. Once I was finally done, I laid on the floor of the bathroom, letting the cool tiles try to soothe my burning body. My head was spinning. I kept repeating to myself over and over in my head that I shouldn't have clicked the link. I should have left. I should have closed the window and told my inner curiosity to go screw itself. Instead, I was laying on the floor, the bathroom reeking of vomit, and my mind a complete mess over what the hell I was supposed to do. Should I get the link and send it to the police? Should I call them now? My first instinct was to copy and paste the link, just in case, then call the police and inform them of what was happening. Maybe they could trace the IP address or something. Maybe they would recognize the girl and know where to start looking. Maybe I could save her life. I'd feel really dumb if this was all fake just to get viewers, but I wasn't going to gamble, not with what was at stake. I ignored the dizzy feeling flooding my head as I jumped up, grabbed the doorknob, and twisted it a bit too harshly. When I flung the door open, my phone buzzed in my pocket, scaring the living shit out of me. I stopped mid-panic and picked it up with shaky hands. I saw my girlfriend's name and immediately answered it. My voice was a complete wreck, my eyes finding the screen where the girl shrunk down to the ground, the sound of her cries bouncing around the room, making my body feel rigid. I had nothing left to throw up, but I still felt so sick. Madeline, you're not going to believe what I just saw. What? You? Are you okay? Have you been crying? No, no, I'm not okay, I answered, averting my eyes from the screen. I know you said to stay away from the deep web, but... Are you kidding me? Her voice went from caring to mad in a split second. I told you to stay away from that place. You never listen to me. You never do. There's a girl, I said weakly. She's trapped in some basement or something. Her mouth is... She's... Your mouth is like sewn shut. There's blood all over her face and hands. I don't know what to do, Madeline. The woman's cries got louder, more desperate, more muffled. I'm so sorry. Close it out. Clear your history and never go back there again. I'm not kidding. But should I call? No. Her voice was stern now. You don't know if it's bullshit. It's probably staged to gain disgusting viewers, apparently like yourself. People do it all the time. That's why I said it'd be best if you just stayed away from there. You could get yourself into a lot of trouble. I didn't say anything, wordlessly walking over to the desk. My hands shook as I raised my mouse to the small X once more. My eyes watched the number of viewers slowly tick higher and higher before I closed the window. I felt even worse than before. Okay. We can file a report tomorrow, just in case. But for now, go to sleep and stay the fuck away. 
I can't believe you even went there in the first place. I didn't have the energy to argue with her. Guilt plagued my whole body, drowning me. It was all I could feel. I told her goodnight, that I was sorry, and that I loved her before I hung up and made my way to the couch to sleep, or try to sleep. It didn't feel right even being in my bedroom or being anywhere near my computer. Not while that girl was still trapped, unable to scream for help, unable to talk at all. I knew it could be fake, but was that really a risk I was willing to take? I looked up some Google searches over what was fake on the deep web and read multiple stories about staged webcam videos, which made me feel a little bit better. It didn't make the sick, guilty feeling go away though. It's safe to say that I didn't get much sleep. Every time I closed my eyes or even began to drift off, I would see the woman's face, the thread laced into her lips, the blood staining her mouth, her fingers, the floor. I continued to grow more and more anxious and uneasy, deciding that maybe getting out of the house, heading over to the local CVS and picking up some melatonin might help. I threw my blanket off, slid on my shoes and grabbed my keys and wallet from the nightstand. The cool air felt amazing and did wonders to calm the whirlwind of thoughts in my head. I went to check the time, realizing I'd left my phone at home. Not a huge deal. The store was only a few minutes away from my house. I ended up buying melatonin and a stronger sleeping pill just in case those didn't work. I also got a pack of bottled water to help rehydrate after I vomited up all the contents in my stomach earlier. By the time I got home, I felt much, much better, which lasted about three seconds before I noticed that my front door was wide open. Now, I may have been in a state of shock and panic, but I never, ever leave my front door open or even unlocked. My heart immediately began to race. I got out of my car, closing the door quietly and unlocking my trunk, grabbing the crowbar that I keep in there. Who's there? I yelled into the house, waiting for any noise. Who is in there? My own voice was shaking and weak. I was met with complete silence. Keeping the crowbar up and ready to strike, I walked to the couch and felt for my phone. As soon as I found it, I hit the emergency button and waited until I got a hold of a 911 operator, letting her know that I think my house was just broken into. She told me the police would be on their way. After checking around the house for anything odd, I decided to give my girlfriend a call, letting her know what had happened. The phone rang, rang, and then rang some more. After getting her voicemail, I hung up, knowing she'd probably be asleep this late at night. I waited about 20 or so minutes for the police to show up and walked around with them like a scared puppy as they checked every room. They ended up just having me fill out a report, telling me they'll keep patrol cars in the area just in case anyone else gets hit. As they were leaving, I checked to see if Madeline had called back yet, but there weren't any missed calls. I, however, did notice several outgoing calls to her cell phone. Outgoing call to Madeline, 3.12 a.m. Outgoing call to Madeline, 3.14 a.m. Outgoing call to Madeline, 3.17 a.m. Outgoing call to Madeline, 3.20 a.m. My mind went into an automatic panic, knowing for a fact that I did not make those calls. I quickly checked my texts, reading one I'd apparently sent out at 3.23 a.m. Hey, can't sleep, gonna come over. Mind leaving the back door unlocked so I can get in? I didn't send that message. My stomach dropped, my heart thudded loudly in my chest as I noticed her reply directly underneath. Sorry, I was sleeping. Thanks for waking me up, by the way. Lose your key again? It's unlocked, don't be too late. Without a second thought, I jumped up, keeping the crowbar tight in my hand as I ran to my car. I drove as fast as my little Civic would allow all the way to her house, ignoring any stoplights. It only took me three minutes to get there, but I still knew it'd be too late. 
I made my way to her back door, feeling every cell in my body burn when I saw it was wide open. My face was hot, my hands were shaking, but I stepped in. Crowbar raised like a bat, ready to swing. I tried to keep my emotions at bay as I looked around her dark house. Madeline? I called out. Are you okay, babe? Nothing. Silence. Madeline? A small scream came from her bedroom just up the stairs. My legs jerked to a run as I flew up the stairs, slamming her door open. I looked at her empty bed, her empty room. Confused, I heard the scream again. Only this time, I heard that it was coming through her computer monitor. I felt numb as I looked at the screen, noticing the same website I saw earlier. Only instead of one woman, I saw two. The first was lying on the floor, not moving, in that puddle of dark liquid. I recognized the second girl, just as I had recognized her voice. My heart shattered as I saw her face, streaked in blood. The same threading was sewn into her eyelids, locking them shut. Her scream hit my bones, surrounded my body. It was all I could hear. Her face was twisted in pure terror. I cried pathetically as her voice began to go out, continuing to grow weaker and rasped. I locked my jaw, picking up my cell and dialing 911 for the second time, only this time it barely rang once before the deep, gravelly voice of another man answered. You should not have called. Chills shot down my body, and I heard the phone thud as it hit the carpeted floor. My breath hitched in my throat as I bent to pick it up, hanging up the call and racing down the stairs. How did he do that? How did he redirect my call away from the police? I felt my heart race as I darted out of her back door, in a frenzy as I sprinted to the closest house. I pounded the door, screaming at the top of my lungs until the neighbor opened it, her face tired, confused and scared. She let me in, and I explained through frantic tears what happened. I'm typing this on my phone to post as we both try to get a hold of the cops, but neither of our calls are going through and neither is her landline. I think someone is messing with our cellular signal and they may have cut her line, but we're going to keep trying. I'm scared for me. I'm scared for my girlfriend and I'm scared for my neighbor. I don't know what's going to happen to me. If you don't hear from me again, please take this advice and this experience to heart. Stay away from the dark web. Thanks for listening. To get notified every time a new episode is released, be sure to click the follow or subscribe button and turn on all notifications.